to episode four of Blue Blood TV. My name is Hassan Pinto, and I'm here with Cambria Haro and Natalie Bodie. What's up, guys? What's up? How's it going? How's the weather? It's hot today. I came in sweats. I'm thrilled. It's like 75 and sunny, except I'm so mad because I have to be inside all day, and I just want to be at the beach. So that's that's the only disappointment. Yeah. But. Alright, so how do you guys feel about us starting off to that Kodak Black, that ZZ? Do y'all like that? It's a great song. Actually. Okay, did you say that was played at the Super Bowl? I didn't hear it. Are, okay. we, are we debating that? Do we know? It wasn't? Okay. I, I, thought, I thought it was played at the halftime show. It um, might have been. I only heard um, Sicko Boat by Travis Scott. I didn't hear any other ones. He was out for maybe 10 seconds and then he was gone. I didn't even, I didn't get to see that part, but Twitter exploded when they had the whole Spongebob reference and so that's when I was like, can I tune in? I was mad because they used it for Again, five seconds, and then all of a sudden it was sicko mode, and mm-hmm. I was expecting the whole scene. They could have done more. I was expecting the whole scene. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Yeah, so uh, this weekend we're going to talk about Scotty Pippen. We're going to talk about UNC and Duke. We're going to recap their wins over uh, Louisville, NC State, uh, Duke's wins over St. John's and Boston College. And then we're going to also talk about Anthony Edwards and canceling his trip to UNC. And uh, NC State's uh, loss to Virginia Tech. And how the heck did NC State score 24 points? And then we're going to get back to UNC women's basketball. Uh, They had a big win this weekend over undefeated NC State. So that team is looking like giant killers. So, ladies, you ready to get into this? Yeah, let's do it. We're going to kick off this week's uh, conversation and talk about Scottie Pippen's comments. Here's his quote. Williamson is the best prospect since Michael Jordan. Natalie, I'm going to kick this one over to you. How do you feel about that? I mean, I wish I had a creative response for you, but I'm just going to I'm going to stick with my guns on this one. I'm telling you everyone is riding this hype train about Zion Williamson. I understand it. I get it, but I think it's also very hard to compare the media now and the hype that can be created via social media and, and just different media outlets swarming these teenagers who are big-time prospects, if you know, if, if that same type of media was around when, when Michael Jordan was a senior in high school, a freshman, or he not college because he obviously didn't go to college, he went straight to the league, but you know, in that time frame, who knows what people would have said about him. But Scottie Pippen, he's just he's one of those people that he's continuously hyping Zion. I understand it, but do I agree with it? I'm not sure. Okay. Right, so back to his little phrase about how he should just drop everything and let and Duke let Duke go. Exactly. I mean, he has some he has some some hot takes, but I'm not totally <laughs> bought in. Cambria, Scotty on the right track, or has he lost his mind? I wouldn't say he lost his mind. I would say Zion is a phenomenal talent. It's been a while since we've seen something like that, like Carl Anthony Towns in 2015. I'd probably take it that far back. But, I mean, you're disregarding Shaquille O'Neal, Anthony Davis, Tim Duncan. I mean, these are... I mean, these are Naismith, Wooden winners, ACC All-Americans, like... Yeah, it's just, you can say, he could be the next great, but I wouldn't say he's the best since. People just, like, they started following him so early. Like, he, the hype started being created so early on in his, his high school career. I just think at this point, it's been so built up that it's it's inevitable. Everyone's going to be like, oh, my gosh, he's going to be better than Michael Jordan once he's in the league. He's a better prospect now. But I, I'm with you. It's just I'm mean, disregarding some talented people. Exactly. And I mean, if we're talking about college talent, 
you know, LeBron James didn't go to college, but right. like you said, if he did go to college, he would have been a phenomenal talent, and that's since Michael Jordan. So, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a, I would say that that is a hot take for days. That's a hot take for days. Um, take for days. You know, I think some of these guys are saying, look, if this guy gets a jump shot and when guys do get drafted and they do, their jump shots get better, this guy is going to be unstoppable. Um, he's outweighing LeBron James by 35 pounds, and um, he's able to get the ball on the floor, and he's able to get to the rim. And I think what Scotty's saying is if he can get his jump shot together and his ability to attack the rim, he may be unstoppable with that level of speed, power, and athleticism. He could be, but I think he still has a lot to show before we can even jump to that conclusion. And in college, he looks like a man amongst boys. Like, that's just like how he looks. But when you yeah. get to the NBA... It's no longer going to be that big of a gap between him and the next guy. So, you know, you're trying to predict how he's going to perform, but you have to just think about it in that perspective. Like I said, he's just, there's a massive gap between him and the other guys on the court, but it won't necessarily be like that at the next level. Okay, Natalie, do you think, if you're betting, you're putting your money on the table, Okay. do you think he's going to be better than the king, King James? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Just oh come on! Don't hand me that question. Uh, so many things have to happen. I mean, listen, I have been conservative in my predictions. I've said it a million times. Ask me in March. Ask me in March. I am just. I'm, I can't go that far, Hassan. I can't do that. Okay, I can't say it. We don't know. We'll see. I mean, Braun has been in the league for years. I don't even now. disrespect him like that. Yeah, exactly. I think what it's really going to come down to when LeBron retires, I'm going to be excited to see Zion step up and be the next LeBron. I'd rather see that. I don't want to say that Zion's better than LeBron or LeBron's better than Zion. I think that they're on, I think Zion's on the right track, and I think that he could be the next LeBron, but... Again, okay. like you said, it's a little too early. To okay, so point. why are people comfortable saying he's the next LeBron? But they're, but they're not comfortable with him saying he's the next Michael Jordan. Because Jordan is the standard. So, like, you even have people, oh, LeBron, Jordan, da 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 But the problem is Jordan is the standard. So even if LeBron James outperforms him in certain categories because he is the ultimate standard, That's that will be a recurring issue. And I don't know. I think LeBron James, as an athlete, in so many ways, he's just a complete professional. He's a champion. I, I'm i a huge LeBron fan. I think off the court, he's just, I mean, out of high school, the way he handled the money, the fame, you never hear a lot of bad press about him. He does so much. I'm not going to tell you that Zion's going to be better than him. But then again, you know, the conversation, is James better than Jordan? I'm over that. I'm over that. I'm over that. We're not talking about it. I don't compare like that. Well, here's what I'm going to say. Zion is going to have a billion-dollar brand. He's going to have a billion-dollar shoe deal. And he's going to be one of the most successful athletes right out the gate because of all the hype that he does have. Well, I don't think that. I'm not denying that. If he can harness the branding aspect, like he said, he will have... A billion-dollar image. All right. Well, let's get off this Zion thing. We've kicked off our show with Zion. And let's uh, start recapping. Let's just recap uh, UNC's 79-69 win over Louisville and their 113-94 win over State. And then we're also going to talk about Duke's 91-61 win over St. John's and their 80-55 win over Boston College. So, guys, what do you what do we learn about Carolina and Duke? 
I'll go first. Um, I was I loved watching the NC State game mainly because Luke May is back. He put up 31 points, and I have a stat line for you guys. So he's put up. <laughs> no, I was just talking about this earlier. So Natalie Bodie. Your own ESPN. He's had, he has had four 30-point games in his career. Three of those four have been against NC State. Why? I don't know why. He, he was quoted saying, you know, it's an in-state team. It's an in-state rival. You know, I get up for these games. But someone even asked Coach Williams, I mean, how do you – how can you get him to do this every game? He's like, if I knew that, I, I, he'd be out of here scoring 30 so, every game. So do you believe in the good Luke, bad Luke? Yeah. I, either he does really well or very average. I've noticed that in the past few games. I mean, he hasn't been performing yeah, very well, but the past two games, he's been performing so well. He's the standout or he's blending in. I, I agree with that. Um, I would like to see more consistency. However, NC State isn't necessarily super talented. So, yes, they're, well, you know, and there's debate that they're not one of our rivals. But I'd I like to see him get up for this game, but let's see what he does against Duke. Okay, so let's uh, let's go, let's go back to Louisville, okay? Um, we took a big-time loss here in the Dean Dome, and what do you think was the difference this week, um, this past weekend in Louisville versus the time that we played them at the Dean Dome? See, I think they just were hitting their shots. It really came down to that, because if you go back and watch the Louisville game, they were all out of character. They couldn't hit a single shot. Nas could not hit a layup to save his life. No one could hit a layup, which is... It really oh, just seemed like a bad day. Yeah, they were really not was. gelling at all. They were off on so many cylinders. I just, I think it was one of those games where they just they got into a rut, and then it coming into to this game to avenge that loss, they kind of had in their head like, you know, we just can't do that again. And it was at home court. Absolutely, and that's a big that's a big deal. <laughs> so. Okay, so. Did the NC State win mean anything? I think it did, and, and here's why. is because, uh, you know, you see Kobe White put up another great performance. I mean, you have, what, five players in double digits, and I just I, I saw a lot of good things from a variety of people. What I'm worried about, though, is we're seeing different guys step up every night, and though that's a good thing, I would like to see some consistent – standout players and you know our talent is spread and we have depth and that's great it's not a duke situation where you just have a couple stars but i want to see some consistency and i want to see some you know consistent top performers on the floor okay. it's really important that you know unc is able to rebound the ball because that's what really showed out to me against nc state because what luke may had what 11 rebounds and then cam johnson had 10 rebounds and 12 they, rebounds 12 rebounds yeah, 12. Over 12 rebounds and i mean they were on 18 to three on second chance points based off the rebounds. That is very important. They out rebounded NC State, and I think that if they really want to win games, rebounding is going to be a very important thing. I agree. I mean, look. So we Kobe had 21. Nasir's looking more comfortable. You know, we have different guys getting a lot of points. That's all great. You know, it's all it's all coming together. But again, the biggest thing for me here is I love to see the spread performances, but I want a couple guys that are continually stepping up every night. All right, good. Let's let's just slide over to Duke. Um, their win against Boston College and St. John's. Camby, why don't you start off? Um, did it mean anything? What did you learn? See, Duke just continues to struggle at the three, my friend. I mean, they cannot hit a three, unfortunately. But Cam Reddish showed out. I am so proud of him for his game against what? Cam. Cam Reddish, yeah. Against, yeah. Against Boston College. He had he scored 24 points. And he hasn't been really showing out in any of his games. But yes, uh, was it yesterday? It was yesterday, right? Yeah. Yesterday, he just performed. It's been a long week, guys. Yeah, it's been a very long week. It's only Wednesday. Lots of basketball. <laughs> but I mean, 
He's been he he finally showed what he can do, and if now we can get a bet another scorer on this team, Duke could be unstoppable, man. And if they could hit their threes, I mm, mm. Okay, so yeah. struggling because they could not hit a three yesterday. They were one for fifteen in the first one for fifteen. <laughs> but then in the second half, they made four of their first six threes. So I mean, if they can hit their threes, they could be a really dominant team. Okay, so let's uh, segue into weaknesses. So what is Duke's weakness? I think you you already said it. That it's. Three-point shooting. Three-point shooting. But the thing is that if they can continue just to attack the rim, then they're going to still be a dominant team. And the fact that they also – we've talked about this several times. They have standout athletes, but they don't have as much depth as a lot of other teams. Okay, Natalie, we're going to jump over to you. What's UNC's weakness? Yeah, my take on that is kind of just the opposite of Cambria's. I, like I said, I like the depth. I like multiple good performances from, you know, five different, four or five different guys in double digits the other night. But I think the leadership, we need a guy who brings it every night. And we need someone to run the court every single time. And, you know, and whether it's if someone's not putting up 20, at least the leadership's there. And I, I think that's it for UNC is we need a consistent top performer. We need someone to show up on the court every single night. Spread performances are great, but we need to condense that a little bit like, like Duke and their star power. On that note, I can't wait to February 20th when Duke and Carolina take off. I think it's going to be the clash of styles, clash of uh, – Coaches, I think it's just going to be a big clash. The teams are headed to a colossal game. I think the defense is going to be incredible in that game. So I'm really looking oh, forward to that. It's I so can't soon. wait. It's so soon. It's it's like no, it's not soon week. enough. Is it, it's next. It's next week. Is it next? Week? Oh yeah. my gosh, it's next week. Two weeks. 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 Everyone. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> like I said, long week for Cambria. Okay, let's jump to topic three. Let's talk about five-star shooting guard Anthony Edwards cancels his trip to UNC. Natalie, what does that say about your program? You know, I don't really know. I, I looked at his, his schools that he had left, and at one point he had a quartet that was Florida State, Georgia, Kentucky, and UNC. And, you know, I I think that if you're if people are speculating that Florida State is a favorite in his recruitment, and I think in some ways, you know, back to what you mentioned, Toss, if if you're look if you're a five star and you're looking at North Carolina's program and you see how Nasir Little has had to play in a role this year, that might be unattractive to you. And and you know, I look at his list and there's Georgia's and Florida States, which aren't necessarily you know the pedigree of college basketball and, and a top school. And so if he wants to be the guy. He might go to a Georgia or a Florida State and not a North Carolina, especially if he's he's looking into Syria and he's saying, I don't want that to be me. He might want to run the show somewhere, and, I mean, I, I can't blame him for that. You, you know, when I look back 25 years ago when Dean Smith landed Jerry Stackhouse, big-time recruit, Jerry Stackhouse was the first player to come in here as a freshman and start, and at that time it was like two and done. One, sophomore year, you're out of here. Him and Rashid Wallace, and what I saw is Roy's mentor see the landscape shifting, and he adapted, and what Roy's not doing is adapting to the landscape, and you've got another five-star going somewhere else. What, did you, what do you think, Cambria? Honestly, I'm not a recruiter, so it's hard for me to tell. I think that he maybe thinks that Kentucky's a better school. He could be definitely thinking, oh, UNC's not going to start me. I'm not going to go there because of that. But to me, that's kind of like, I get it, but I also see it as kind of a selfish mentality. I think that Roy's trying to do the best what he can with his with his seniors, but he also thinks that Nas could be a lot better. And I think in the past few games, Nas had, he's been fine, but he hasn't been like anything spectacular, anything that really has stood out to me. But there's no denying that the man's talented. I just think that 
we sh- I think we should still trust Roy in the decisions that he's made. But that's still sending a message. I mean, the way he's handled his biggest recruit, undoubtedly people in the recruiting process, these high school players, they do look at that, and I think it ultimately does hurt Carolina. But then at the same time, we did have this discussion of what's would we rather have a few top fives, one and dones, or would we rather have a pretty spread out roster? And I think that Roy wants to keep that going. You know, Absolutely. that's why I'm so excited about this next Duke Carolina game because the styles are totally different. Right. The coaches are contrasting themselves. Coach K is modeling Dean Smith. He's kind of going with the times. He's he's current, and uh, Roy Williams is sticking to his guns, and he's saying, "I want to do this." with seniors. I want to do this with Luke, good Luke and bad Luke. You know, I'm going to go with those guys. I'm going to go with good Kenny and bad Kenny, right? He's going to go with his upperclassmen because he believes that they're going to lead him to the promised land. Okay, team, before we go and talk about UNC's women's basketball 64-51 win over NC State, I want to digress and I want to be a bad, I want to be bad right now and I want to talk about 24 points. Did you guys see that NC State scored 24 points. How do you do that? Lowest scoring college basketball game by ranked teams in the shot clock era ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. Cambria, can you can you break down what does 24 points look like? Do you know? I, I didn't even think I would be able to see what that looked like. 24 points is usually scored in the first half. Yeah. The first few minutes. So, I mean, it really just came down to not hitting a dang shot. I can't even explain what happened? It wasn't even just NC State. It was also Virginia Tech with 47 points. I mean, that's not... They weren't shooting well at all. I don't know what was going on with them. But, I mean, NC State was 9 for 54 from the field. 9 for 54. <laughs> and then they were 2 for 28 from the 3. So, I mean... They 2 for 28? They just couldn't... So, they, they got shots up. They got shots up. They just couldn't hit a shot. They must be bad. They, I mean... Really bad. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, they... out. They had more turnovers than they had baskets. More turnovers than baskets. Okay, well, we'll, I just wanted to point that out, that that was an interesting game. Pitiful. Pitiful game. And NC State, you got to do better. they got to do better than that. Um, And let's let's get into this uh, USC women's basketball. I mean, they're on a roll. They're really killing it right now. Uh, As I said before, 64-51 over undefeated NC State, Stephanie Watts scored 20 points to help upset the number seven team in the country. Natalie, take it. I mean, the women's basketball team, they're heating up. This is their fourth straight win. I mean, they defeated two top ten teams in a a week's time. I'm really excited. Uh, They take on Duke tomorrow, and, you know, I'll, I'll give it to... I'll give it to Duke. They they tend to be pretty good in, in women's basketball, but this season that is not the case. They're two and seven in ACC play, and tomorrow I'm going for us to clinch our fifth straight. All right, all right. So they're going to go five five and zero, oh, right? Is that what you're saying? Uh, hey, I'm I, I'm predicting a five zero run, and I hope it it goes on past that. But this women's basketball team has been really exciting, and I think. Like I said, you get two top ten wins in a week, and everybody counts you out, and you're not even ranked. I mean, they're still not ranked, right? They're not ranked. No, they're not ranked. Okay, so they have a chip on their shoulder, and I think this is this is a perfect time. They'll win five in a row, and then from there, they'll start believing themselves, and who knows what will happen. But but Stephanie and Watson Parisky have really been carrying it, the carrying this team, and so so has Janelle Bailey. But the thing is, they take more shots, except for Stephanie Watts. She she did fine, but Parisky and Janelle Bailey take more shots than they actually make, at least in that game. So, I mean, 
And there's not a lot of players on that team that score a lot. It's usually those three. So it really comes down, can those three perform in each game that they play? But that's usually how it goes. You got a, you got a trio, and, and they kind of they run things, but... I wouldn't bet against him. Okay, so let's talk about the, the Blues matchup. They're matching up tomorrow, right? Um, who do you think wins that game? And does it matter? Let's talk about that. Cambria. UNC's probably going to win. <laughs> UNC's going to win. I think UNC's going to win. They just, UNC's just got more players that can score. Honestly, Duke has only really one score. They've got so game. much fire right now. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they really, like, they have all the momentum going in. So do you think at the end of the week UNC is going to be ranked? Oh my I don't know. It's, it's, I, they're going to have to go on a longer streak. For they me. will. I mean, it's it's, it's impressive streak. that they beat those two top ten teams. But like I said, that wasn't a week's time, so they will need some consistency. But if they keep winning, I mean, I think it's going to happen. Okay, great. Like like I said, I think uh, the t- Tobacco Road is yearning for women's basketball. I think Sylvia Hatchell, the Duke coach, they all really need to like really focus and and write that shit because we want to be in the in in the conversation. Um, because 100%. look at all of this excitement over five wins in a row. I mean, we're like, no, this team is going to be ranked. We're talking about the Duke Carolina women's game, and three weeks ago, we wouldn't even be ha- we wouldn't even think about having that topic on the mm-hmm. show. No, for sure. All right, so I just want to thank everybody for uh, watching episode four of Blue Blood TV. Um, We'll see you guys next week. We're going to have recap everything that's happening. We're going to talk about the UNC Miami game. And, Cambria, do you know what's uh, Duke's next game? This Saturday at 6 p.m. Don't miss it. It's against Virginia. It's a big game. And I'm going to say Duke is going to win it. You think Duke's going to win that game? Duke won the first one. They're going to win the second one. I think Duke loses that game. I think that... You know, that UVA went to Cameron Indoor Stadium. I think they won that game by two points. And I think two-point win in Cameron Indoor Stadium is like a loss. I think on Virginia soil, in front of Virginia's crowd, I, I think that's a 15-point win. They have Trey Jones back. Trey Jones. Trey on that note, she's a Trey Jones lover. I am a Trey Jones We're going to end this show, and we'll see you guys all next week. Look at the TV. We out. We out. Join us on March 9th for the Blue Blood Robbery 5K Road Race. The Blue Blood Robbery 5K Road Race will be run in Meadowmont Village in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. You can sign up and support the Special Olympics at BlueBloodRivalryRun.com. I'm going to say it again. BlueBloodRivalryRun.com. Join us March 9th.